Is this a metal thing? Yes. Starting out the show, getting real with it, huh? Are we? I mean, we got to beep that. <laughs> we don't want YouTube to know we're people. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk Plus. That's right, folks. We've now transcended genre boundaries and sometimes cover other movies. Sexy movies, cool movies, slick movies. So whether you're a lover I like of that. I like that. So whether you're a lover of horror movies or just genre curious, we strive to be inclusive of everyone. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Full video available on YouTube. Don't be a square. Make sure to share. Also check out patreon.com slash horror movie talk. The equivalent of the adult section at your video rental store. Big thanks to the new patrons. Uh, you may have heard of them. They're kind of a big deal. Darren P., McKenna R., Tim J., Jennifer L., Jessica C., and Grant S. They're pretty important people, and um, if you haven't heard of them, well, you have now. Uh, if you want to add your P to the community pool, go to HorrorMovieTalk.com or call 682-253-4468. Give us a jingle. Let us know what, you know, you think about, I don't know, Nike. Um, <clears throat> as always, we have Fart Simpson crammed into the production booth. I'm me. Don't jerk me around. And across from me sits the island boy, me, David Day. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny until it's not, until it's just sad and we cry. <laughs> We've got a great show today. We will be reviewing Air. That's right. Ben Affleck directed another movie somehow. And um, this is it. And it's pretty good. It's a thing. It's a movie. This is my point. Um, we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for, mo for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. That's how my kids would tell you. They'd show you all their fingers. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers, take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in this episode, very exciting news, Bryce. I've devised a new game <clears throat> uh, called Hang Time. All right? And... Uh, and th this is uh, this is a basketball themed um, game that you and I will be playing uh, to see, you know, to test your to test your basketball knowledge. This is a basketball ish kind of movie. So anywho, cool. air. <clears throat> yeah, it is cool. I know. Chompa chompa. Um, this movie right now can be found in theaters, but uh, it also just started uh, streaming on Prime. If you have a Prime sub, you you can watch this movie. No problemo. Um, the synopsis for it goes, There was a time in the 80s when Nike wasn't top of the pack. During that time, 
a Nike talent scout named Sonny Vaccaro, played by Matt Damon, was looking for a way to help Nike break into uh, the basketball vertical. He is, as he is passionate about the game, he finds a young man who shows incredible promise that very few others see. He fights tooth and nail to make Nike appealing to young Michael Jordan, and with the help of the incredible talent at Nike in 1984, he just may have a chance. I got you in a little secret. Nike does pretty well. My review for Air goes, There is nothing inside me that enjoys sports. Nothing. There's a small place inside me, however, that really enjoys historical dramas. Movies like The Big Short and The Social Network are a lot of fun, and Air presents a similar, if much lighter, experience. Uh, It's hard to believe that there was a time when Nike wasn't the top dog in the shoe world, but uh, Air details the moments leading up to probably the most important decision of the largest shoe and sports gear manufacturer currently on in the universe it's questionable we don't know how many manufacturers there are outside the world um but potentially the the largest in the whole galaxy um directed by ben affleck who uh, who also plays phil knight and for those of you who don't know phil knight is the owner uh ceo head honcho uh supreme ruler of nike He's right um, behind you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting insight into marketing and how one can have a hunch so strong that it changes the world. A lot like Horror Movie Talk Plus. Um, you know? Uh, so the star-studded cast is enough to get anyone to watch. This cast includes Jason Bateman, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Viola Davis, Chris Tucker. Remember him? He's great. If you don't remember him, you should. Uh, Marlon Wayans and even a little little part for uh, for Jay Moore, who I miss a lot. I miss Jay Moore. <clears throat> and the score for this movie will keep you very happy with uh, every '80s hit to grace the charts. Uh, the best part for I was me... I was making fun of this the well the score yeah the soundtrack because like <laughs> I just kept turning to Aaron. Aaron watched it with me, and it was like you get. <laughs> on this compilation album you'll get <laughs> such hits as in the air tonight and 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 then like by the time i finished that it started a new yeah 80s hit it's like literally they used less than 20 seconds of each song and it's every like i love the 80s songs yeah born you know? in the usa was born i was <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, I think the I, the one I called wrong that I just said was I don't think they actually used "In the Air Tonight." That's the one uh, played out song that they didn't use in the movie. You mean but I just died much, in your arms tonight? No, "In the Air Tonight." Phil Collins. Oh, the consummate yeah '80s song. Um, but like everything else that's featured on the soundtrack of Vice City of GTA Vice City is on this album. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. Look, I mean. <laughs> If it works, it works, and it works. I, I, for me, I'm like, oh yeah, I like this. Song. I like this song. It's oh, like, like as it's as obvious as the wedding singer in like '80s nostalgia, except it's not doing it for jokes. No, it's like, <laughs> oh, this is 
but it's as like ham-handed of like hey we just found out about email i don't know i can't remember like what they but it would be like it would dwell on like hey look we got coleco handheld (laughs) games and and then it changes to a shot of like the rubik's cube it's like everyone in in this nike office is just interacting with every 80s nostalgic piece of technology and not working on the basketball division supposedly so maybe that's why they're not succeeding (laughs) 1984 was that casual racism (laughs) was that racist yes um the best part for me uh about air is it's only tangentially related to sports barely even showing michael jordan you wouldn't even believe how little Michael Jordan shows up in this. Um, To be honest, it makes you wish it did show Michael Jordan a little bit. (laughs) Uh, But that movie, but this movie is mostly concerned with Nike's breakthrough on riding Jordan's coattails to, um, yeah, being literally the the biggest shoe producer on the entire planet. Um, With this being free on Prime. Uh, it's an easy one to recommend. I was interested in laughing throughout, and also, um, you know, it has a it has a compelling arc. It's it's really not uh, it's not heavy duty. You know, it's not gonna it's not gonna crush you in some I- impressive way. Like uh, what what is the compelling arc? I'm curious to hear you say that. What what is compelling about the arc to you? Oh, to me, I like I like watching the thing be born. Watching this. Watching this never before done thing in marketing happen, you know, like, but not just marketing in production of, of an iconic piece of Americana, maybe not even Americana, like, It's like it's like watching a betting, you know, it's like watching a movie about a, a guy who just bets, you know, I mean, that's basically what this is. Um, it's like, you know. It's not compelling if you're not bought into it, but it's compelling if you find the subject matter interesting. Um, and I, you know, I, I mean, for what it's worth, it was hard for me to fathom <clears throat> any time in history. Like this is one of those. This is one of those things where I just have a huge blind spot, and it is shoes and the history of shoes. It's the weirdest blind spot I know, but. Um, you know, it's, it's so strange to consider that Nike was ever like <laughs> the little guy and, uh, and then, you know, watching how they did it, that's a compelling arc to me. So, um, I like this movie, you know, uh, to a nominal degree it, it, from me, it gets a seven out of 10. What do you, uh, what do you think about that, Bryce? Um, Yeah. Here's the thing. It's it's a good movie, like in that it uses all the tactics of storytelling and and film to get across the plot. Um, that being said, I think that this movie and a lot of the movies coming out this year are the most cynical and wrong-minded direction in film and i can't accept it and so i give it like a a five out of ten and that's like being generous okay i'm gonna have a rant 
right yeah, now. Like, yeah, this what is, are you talking this is my about? Rant. Cynical and wrong-minded. This uh, is... Uh, you've piqued my interest. This is... I'm going to have like a Mike Stoklasa-like rant about this from Red Letter Media. Um, there is a swath of movies coming out this year that I'll, I'm going to term... I'm going to coin the phrase late-stage capitalism cinema, which is... The movie industry has gotten so bad and like so dependent <laughs> on sequels and remakes and like sellable properties to where like Disney only is interested in making a movie if they have to spend four hundred million dollars and make two billion dollars at the box office. Like that's that's like table stakes. And every other studio is trying to do that and with varying success and they're taking the safest route with their properties. Um, and so it's like really hard to see like a genuine movie. And now it's gotten even worse than like, we're remaking this that we know is, is perfect. Or we are using this character that, uh, er everyone loves or, uh, the next step across that is like, we're going to use this video game property. So it's all about like, and like video games, it's kind of a stretch because they don't really have a plot like the Mario movie. Like it's a guy jumping and hitting bricks, you know, <laughs> it's like not not much to go off. of, But it's a beloved brand. And now it's just extended into products that people buy. The brands are, aren't even associated with like characters or anything it's literally like you buy this so so buy buy a ticket to a movie about the thing that you buy and that's like what i couldn't get over it with this movie because in essence this is a movie about a fucking shoe it's about a popular shoe and they're using all this talent like think of all the all the actors and and the writers and directors and and you know backstage people they're investing millions of dollars to not like give an inspirational story about a hero's journey or or put a mirror to humanity they're they're spending millions of dollars to tell you about how great this shoe is that already makes a billion dollars but it doesn't tell you about how great the shoe is it it's, tells you how this th – it, it, it's it's a historical moment. It tells you how this came to be. Yeah, and that's what I can't get over because that is the most boring fucking story in the world. Because, like, I, I see all these scenes in this movie and I see through them and I'm like, 25% of this movie is business meetings. And they Hollywood it up and be like, oh, you know, like, I discovered this. Or, like, what if we do this? It's like, but I see through, I'm like, business meetings are the most boring and soul-sucking thing in the world. And I know how they probably actually went. They just sat around for hours every day and went at it at different angles and then came up with this. It's not like one guy's, like 
vision of like, hey, I I know what's going to happen if we do this. Like, no, there there's so many times it does that in this movie where it's like, it, it I just see through it, and all I see it with is with the the lens of cynicism, and it's like, I don't want this trend of of product movies to like start taking over hollywood because look we've got more movies about products slated we've got air uh blackberry just came out which is about the phone company blackberry uh we've got a movie about the making of flaming hot cheetos coming out we've got a well, movie to uh, be fair though that sounds pretty good we've got a movie about tetris there's there's these movies coming out that are just about like selling us products that we already buy and it's like i have no interest in seeing a narrative story about the making of flaming hot cheetos hmm yeah, I mean, it's not like this is a new thing. Uh, it's, it's... See, here's here's the difference. The difference between this movie and and like the upcoming movies that I mentioned, like it feels like it's much more about glorifying the product and and having nostalgia about the product itself, whereas previous movies like The Social Network and um, what was the other one that I thought of. They're they're more about like the darker side and the humanity behind the the story where it's like the social network is about basically how terrible Mark Zuckerberg is. And um what was the other I God, I can't remember the other one, but they're more about like the human and this is just the characters are incidental. I mean, I don't really care about any of the characters in this movie. And it's just like, give this thin patina of like, this is kind of who they are. Matt, Matt Damon, Matt Damon is like a gambler and he's like a, you know, he takes big shots and everyone else is also there. But even that it's like, not really, there's not really stakes for any of the characters other than you're going to lose your job. Okay. All right. I don't know. Like, it's just, I just sat through it and it was incredulous at how, like I, I just envisioned Phil Knight or like whoever's the current product marketer of the, the air Jordan line, just masturbating onto their chest while they're watching this movie. They're like, yes, yes, this will be the best movie to, sell more shoes see that's interesting because uh i didn't experience it you know as this glorification of air jordans i mean it was the story of how they were born like there was very little to do you didn't get to see the shoe more than i don't know maybe a total of two or three minutes same thing with michael you know it was it was the story of kind of sunny vicario um you know betting you know take believing in you know his uh his 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 um his horse sense and uh and you know the shoe was incidental the you know and and everybody even you know kind of like was like 
the shoe doesn't fucking matter. What matters is it is it looks cool. It it it's it's the same as every other shoe. It's got the same shit. It's just got to look cool, you know. Like it was all kind of like yeah, you know, it's a fucking yeah, it's a shoe. But uh, but I I I did, I did get like little undertones of what you're talking about. I guess the fact that it lacks the darkness um, that social not every story is dark. You know, I mean, how dark can a story about, well, I'm not uh, saying it's just it has to be dark. I'm saying like, like what's it actually saying about the people? Like, well, it's it's, it's not really it, about it's not really you know it's it's just it's just about this moment in time is is my is my point and 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 for that you know it it just is kind of what it is in the that's the way it struck me anyway. But uh, I'm sorry, did it, boy, it just seems like it was miserable to you you, you sure i mean five it's not it it's a fine movie it's just it's it's so cynical to me this like making movies about consumer products is the most uninspirational and like lazy thing mm. to do it's like well we could make a story that makes people feel things and reflect on uh, the experience of being alive or try to make sense of this weird thing called life. Uh, or we can explore, you know, the, you know, the, the, the journey of discovery and, and changing. No, let's find out the back behind the scenes story about flaming hot Cheetos. That's what people want. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, there are stories that deal with that. This is not that. Like, yeah, if you come into this, like, expecting anything more than a story about uh, the birth of Air Jordans, yeah, it's going to be, it's not going to be a good time. Because <laughs> that's all this is, is, is like a play-by-play -play of, uh, of how Air Jordans uh, came to be and changed, like, you know, the shoe industry. Sure. I mean, I it's what it, is. it yeah, is. what it is. Yeah, sure. I don't give a shit. The other thing that I see like when I'm watching this movie is this is obviously a movie that was greenlit by a bunch of NBA uh, studio executives. Like, yeah. Yeah, this is great. This is, this is what I like. Stories about business. <laughs> <laughs> it says it's obviously there's no like super creative person that was like you know what i want to tell about flaming hot cheetos that's that's gonna be that's what inspires me it's like i don't know the it's the mbas that are the studio executives are like i don't know what are people buying today um hmm people still buy a lot of shoes you gotta have shoes what if we made a movie about a shoe? To be clear, he's saying MBA. He's not saying Yeah, not NBA. MBA. Uh, he's not like, saying the National Basketball Association. He's saying No, there's not a lot of the, former N NBA. He's saying the mash the the National Basketball Association. Right. Um so, so anyways, that's that's my rant. And uh, I will probably have it again as these inane movies about products keep coming out. Who knew? Did you know? 
that this was going to do, happen to Bryce over the Air Jordan movie. This is why we. <laughs> Man, that's that's an impress that is impressively See, that, upset over this movie. That's I, that's. I mean, thing, and like, you give it a five. Yeah, because it's it's a good movie. Like it, it it's just. Are you sure? It's it's well made. I just don't give a shit about sneakers. Like, Bryce the, I, see, I mean, when you said, like, I don't know, there's a huge gap in my knowledge about shoes. You know, shoes. I'm there with you, and I can't, this movie did not convince me that it's anything to care about. It's a product. You put it on your fucking feet. You walk around in it. It is Wednesday, my dudes. If you guys are listening to these commercials, you should know that you do not have to. It's so crazy. If you head over to patreon.com slash horror movie talk, you can pay us the cost of one Starbucks cup of coffee per month. And for that, you get fucking so much content. We fill, fill you up with digital content way, way up. Your gutters will flow over with digital content from Horror Movie Talk. And you'll be like, I wish someone would clean my gutters so I could catch all this extra digital content. And it, you can't because it, it's coming down so hard. And it's like, it's, just get, so, get. it's coming down. And you're like, no, I'm missing it. And you can't get it, though, because that's where it is. It's Patreon.com slash Horror Movie Talk. Also, you can buy stuff at our shop. I know you won't, though. Um, so head on over to horrormovietalk.com slash shop. Check out our resident artist. He drew the art, uh, that you see on the thumbnail for the YouTube video. And also, you know, on, on our website, horrormovietalk.com. We do write-ups, we write reviews up and, um, and you know what else? Um, you guys, if you haven't, you should head on over to our Facebook group, the Horror Movie Talk Facebook group. Lots of very funny memes, all horror-related or related to the show. Um, lots of cool people. Just an awesome community that uh, that puts you in touch with, uh, with you know, us, too. Like, I'm, I'm trolling around there all the time, so check it out. I think, I think Bryce kind of lurks. He's more of a lurk than a troll. I'm a lurker. Yeah. yeah. If you want to give us a call, 682-253-4468. Leave us a voicemail over there. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into uh, spoilers. But I don't know if I can do this. So, not so long ago, um, <clears throat> you and I had a conversation, Bryce, where you bemoaned, uh, you were like, you know, I just, I'm a real company man, <laughs> you know, bemoaned and well, That's you such were, a weird way to put it. <laughs> well, you, you bemoaned society. Basically. You're like, you know, it's this thing where you got to like move around to get ahead now. And it's just, I just want to be, I just want to be loyal to a company. And, uh, and that was the thing you expressed. And that's how this movie starts out. And that's basically the story of this movie is Sonny Vicario uh, being a company man for Nike. You know, just just really towing the line for this company. Um, 
So I don't know. I, how does that? Uh, you, so are you, you, do you? You really latched onto me saying that. It's, you've mentioned that like several times since we had that well, conversation. Yeah, it's so yeah. Weird to me. Well, no, it's well. So the way it happened was you said it, and and it was one of those um, turns of phrase that I I hadn't heard in a long time, you know, and I hadn't thought about the concept of, and it's so antithetical to the person that I am. Like I'm right. just like fuck, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. Like anybody. Right who I officially am employed by is like the devil. And so I'm like, nah. Um, and so when you said that, I was like, yeah, that is, you know, Bryce is that way. Um, and, uh, and so it, well, and then this guy was that way. So it's the top of my mind, uh, thing, because you said a, a turn of phrase that was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that's a thing that exists. Um, <laughs> did, how your experience being like, do you want to elaborate at all, or would you rather not about your your? Well, I mean, it just comes from like, I mean, we were talking like my the company I work at has been going through some volatile times, and there's been some layoffs just because of the effects of the economy. And but, I mean, working at a digital agency is not a super stable place. There's a lot of um, people leaving and coming, and 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 Especially I think a lot coming. of yeah, and I think a lot of like business is now that way because there's not really a lot of businesses that I mean there's no like pensions anymore. There's not there's not the structure to keep people loyal to a company. And like just naturally, like I like stability. I'm I'm very loyal, so like I look back at the times where people would work for a, a big you know blue chips company and just like clock in and clock out and have loyalty to the company get their you know watch at 20 years of service or whatever and you just like you invest your time in the company and the company invests in you and it's not even it's not even like anything aspirational it's literally like there's probably a lot of people that just don't want to put a lot of energy into where they work or like um you know try to to move up it's like they just want to lock into a system like have work life and then leave it behind you know and anything that makes me worry about my job or like am i doing the right thing or like could i do better somewhere else like i just i really just crave to be okay with where i'm at and have where i'm at be okay with me mm. you know and have that be kind of the the standard and so yeah there's there's still jobs like that i think mostly in the in the uh public sector but um maybe at nike yeah i mean some of the big brands like there's still a little bit of that but i mean like nike is super performance based like you're it's such a culture of like competition that I don't think they let shit slide too much. And you got to be like kind of in line with the culture. Um, but I mean, companies probably like GM or um, Procter and Gamble or some of these other like product companies. There's, there's still people that are like, yes, yeah. I started when I was in my, mid 20s working for Procter and Gamble as a marketer for Cheerios or whatever and uh 
30 years later, I'm still a marketer at Procter and Gamble. And like, there's some companies that still exist that just like invest in their people and just be like, we want to teach you from the ground up in the Procter and Gamble way. And there's just not a lot of industries or businesses that look at it that way anymore. Yeah, that's true. While you while you were describing that, I realized that you and I, um, to our audience, uh, you and I have a little bit more knowledge and insight of, I mean, just a little bit more of uh, Nike and its, you know, um, business uh, side, just because just by happenstance, we grew up right next door to Nike's world headquarters, um, which is in <clears throat> Beaverton, Oregon, where uh, also that's the world's capital for beavers. Um, a lot of them out there. There's a lot of trees. A lot of pussy out there. Yeah. Wait. Oh, what were you talking about? Oh, the animal. Yeah. Yes. Dams. Lots you know, of dams. Lodges and whatnot. Damn. Damn, beaver. That's what you say all the time in Beaverton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. We know a lot of people. We've never worked at Nike. <laughs> Look at us. Uh, but uh, we we definitely know a lot of people who do and come in contact with uh, you know, the workforce over there, uh, because yeah. it's very nearby to where we both grew up. Have you ever applied at Nike? Um, no, I have a, I have a contact who does a lot of graphical design, um, for me and he does a lot of con has always done a lot of contract work, uh, for Nike. Um, but that's as, that's as close as I get. Yeah. It has a pretty strong, gravity you know uh, it's like intel yeah yeah intel hp like you'll find job listings that are kind of vague and you realize like oh this is like you work for a company that basically exists only to serve nike right you know yep i've 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 applied at a couple jobs at nike never got it and i think it actually would have been terrible to work at nike because oh yeah oh yeah yeah, now in in the digital age it's it's not something you want to you want to mess with, I don't think. Um but uh as we come into this story, um Nike, it's 1984, I think, and um you know, I don't do fucking research. Come on. Um and it basically details, you know, you, you get a few facts up front and it's like Converse has all the market share. It's at like 50% market share for basketball shoes. And then you have Adidas um, at, I don't know, 25, something like that. And then you have Nike trailing the pack at like 17%. Um, so really, truly like of the big dogs of it is, um, but it's. The least of of those, um, uh, and um, <laughs> and we get a face full of Matt Damon, and it just man, I got to tell you, every time I see Matt Damon, that fucking Team America shit just plays in my head. And Matt Damon, it's it's so crushing that that happened to him. Like in my zeitgeist, in my head, like this guy's chased by a ghost of a movie about puppets that was made 20 years ago or something like that. Like I just see him and every time his face comes on the screen 
every time. I'm like, Matt Damon. My head's just like, Matt Damon. I mean, out of that whole movie, Team America, there's two jokes that endure. <laughs> Number one is America, fuck yeah, that yeah, song. Right. Endures. And then the other is Matt Damon. Can you imagine? I can't remember. I, I almost can't remember anything else about the movie other than that. Yeah. I, it's it's just. And it's Damon. just such a crushing joke. Yeah. It's so. I mean, do, do you know that's the backstory behind that joke at all? Uh-uh. No. Had nothing to do with like Matt Damon or, or their opinion of Matt Damon at all. Like what happened was. So Team America World Police is a puppet movie in the style of Thunder. What was yeah. it called? Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. And they <laughs> have several celebrities make cameos as puppets. And the <laughs> the mold for Matt Damon just looked off. And they <laughs> when they saw Matt Damon, they're just like, this guy looks neurodivergent. And, <laughs> he looks and so retired. He looks retired, so... Just their reaction to that was like, let's just go with it and just just have him be like, Matt Damon. So and was so that has, Matt Damon saying that? No. Okay. It, but, I mean, it's it has everything to do with just the design of that puppet not coming out well yeah. and not looking wow. as much like Matt Damon and nothing to do with them dogging on Matt Damon but or having an it, opinion about him. But it works. It's right. a weird piece of truth. <laughs> that made it through and just translated onto real life perfectly perfectly right uh, it's it's it is crushing uh it it's, it just plays in my in my head every every right. every time he comes on screen it happened like 145 times during the course of this 2 hour long movie it was crazy anyway um you know what? Before I get too too far into like the story of this whole thing, I, I'm going like I'm going down the soundtrack. Okay, so listen, if you just like '80s music, here's what you have to uh, here's what you have to deal with in this movie. You got Atomic Dog, you got The Clash, Run DMC, ZZ Top, you got Night Ranger. All right, uh, you got Ario Speedwagon, you got the Violent Femmes. Um, you got Cindy Lauper. Uh, it's it's so great. It's just like I it did did the soundtrack redeem or uh, or add to your ire. I mean, it just added to my ire more than anything. I mean, it was it was just so uh, it was just so cheesy and tacked on. It's like let's put every fucking radio hit. <laughs> from 1984 and around that time in this soundtrack because people will recognize it that's it the end no it's it's, it's do, do, i mean none of them like particularly added to the story or the feel of the movie it's not i mean it's so it was so distracting it's not like when tarantino comes in and it's like this perfect pairing of this like pop culture or like this juxtaposition of styles that says something new it's like no it's literally just like they bought an infomercial compilation album of 80s hits member like, Let's see where we can put this yeah yeah i will say um no i but 
you you're you got you got you got some cynicism in you right now. You just you just angry. We're talking about a movie about a shoe, David. <laughs> I know what we're talking about. We're talking about and at the end it's like Air Jordans went on to make four billion dollars a year for Nike. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Oh, the best part of the movie for me <laughs> skipping ahead. The credit sequence when they're like giving all the updates for the people, mm. it was like you know Sonny Vaquero went on to do this stuff and this guy did this and it goes Phil Knight donates two billion dollars to charity <laughs> and it's like just yeah just, well I'm glad you just like the CEO I'm sure like that's like whatever sign off that the film needed from phil knight and it was like tell people that i give a lot of my billions of dollars to to charity mm -hmm. it's like that's it wasn't an update on what he's doing now it's literally just like no he's one of the good he's he's one of the good one percent gay hey billionaires are people too all right, right? all right um yeah, well, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad I'm, you see. This is the thing. Like, I'm, I'm more conservative than most. Like, to a point where it's like I t try to keep a little quiet around work and mm -hmm. where I live, sharing my opinions about things. Fair. And and I'm like, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur, and so like I, I uh, have a soft spot for business and and policy that helps business and stuff. But even I'm, when I look at these billionaires, like, having the platforms and the power that they do in the country now, even I'm like, I mean, what if we did eat the rich? <laughs> well, look, like, here's the thing, like, uh, like, it's so, it's so... I don't know. Now you're I mean, that's get, that's a non sequitur. Look, you, Phil, you're Phil taking, might have no, no, very no, no, little no, no, to do no. with this movie. Now you're oh, you you see what volcano you're opening right now. I've always said like uh, the jar here here it is. The pickle jar's open, Bryce. Like I've always said like oh, you want to vote? Oh, you think that? Oh, you, that's is that going to move the needle? You vote for this man over that man? You know they're all owned by the same people, right? It's a big conglomerate. It's BlackRock and Vanguard. It's you know, it's you don't you don't fuck it. It's the illusion of choice. Oh yeah, you can buy an Air Jordans or you can buy Adidas. Guess what? They're both fucking owned by the same company. It, everything's owned by the same company, and that company is owned by the same company. Like it's all like yeah, duh. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I just forego all that, and I look at this as, like, a how it's made. You know, like, um, I, I really enjoy the, um, the you know, the educational aspect of the, you know, this moment in history. And, uh, and you know, when it's the same feeling I get when that show How It's Made comes on, when it's like, this is how we make taffy. And it's like, oh shit, that is that's pretty. Fun. Who'd have thought taffy's as interesting as this? <laughs> and then you know, and then I get to go, hmm, taffy. And then the next time I eat taffy, I'm like, fuck yeah, you know, I know how that thing's made. And it's just the I same. Always, I always wondered how uh, plumbuses were made. Plumbus, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plumbus. Uh, <laughs> so actually this is a good segue phil phil knight every time 
every time throughout my whole life, <laughs> I hear Phil not, and you know, living right next to Portland for most of my life, you hear Phil Knight's, you know, you hear his name a lot. He also mm-hmm. owns the Ducks, you know. He owns, I think, or something like. No, he's a he's a he's a, he's a Ducks is a college football team. I don't think that works. He, he I mean, he basically does though. He <laughs> owns Oregon State University. He basically. Oh no, or Oregon University of Oregon. He, yeah, he, uh, I mean, as much as uh, you can, yeah, he does. <laughs> anyway, so you hear <clears throat> you hear about him a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and every time I hear his name, I, I I do this I do this mental math. I I go Phil Spector and Suge Knight equals Phil Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Spector plus Suge Knight equals <laughs> Phil Knight. I mean, look at that picture. It's not that that's not that far off. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, yeah he's definitely he's rocking the look at these glasses he's wearing. This style has come back full swing. Like mm-hmm. people wearing these fucking pit bull or whatever you call them, pit viper, pit bull, <laughs> sunglasses. Dude, this is how they should come up with a movie where they talk about how the pit vipers were made. Bryce, pit vipers. I don't even know what that is. That a sunglass? Oh, look it up, you boomer. Um, <laughs> oh, and then. Chris Tucker comes in, probably the best part of this movie. I, I don't know why we don't get more uh, Chris Tucker in our movies, but uh, every time I see him, I'm delighted. And uh, I don't know, something, something happened um, with, uh, yeah, Pit Viper. Boom. Now, that would be a cool documentary. Oh, there are hot singles near it. What the fuck? Hey, Bryce. Type website is know? this? Turn into the YouTube to see what. Oh, that's funny. There are zero hot singles in your area, but there's one email writer eagerly waiting to talk. That is, I might just have to buy these sunglasses now, dude. This, these are look in. at the site. These Jesus. are in. Yes. <laughs> what? Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make a movie about Pit Viper. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Dude, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a fucking badass. Um, every high school kid is wearing these things, so obviously I have to do the same. Is this a new company, or is this like? Oh yeah, it's big pretty, back in the eighties. No, no, it's it's like it it showed up and was like, let's harness the energy of the WWE skateboards from the nineteen eighties <laughs> and. And uh, testosterone. Oh, and uh, riffraff. <laughs> and then it. Uh, then the, th- this is how this is born. Riffraff fucked a WWE tournament, and then uh, and then threw a skateboard at it at the baby. Not gonna lie, I am tempted to spend ninety dollars on some of the shittiest glasses I can <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, there you go. Look there's, at this. There's Phil Phil Spector coming at you, or Suge Knight uh, attacking you with his uh, late stage capitalism. Get- is that Matt Damon? Oh. I want some of these liftoffs. That's you a power lift move. Off. Yeah. You Anyways. take your lift off. All right. Anyways. Yeah, All you're, right. You're feeling... Let's talk more about some fucking shoes. You're... What are we doing talking about sunglasses? Shoes are important. Let's make a million, spend millions of dollars making a movie glorifying them. How do you feel about Chris Tucker? Shoes. Chris Tucker's fine. Okay. All right. I wish he was in other movies that uh actually were interesting Oof. 
Five. You gave it a five. You sure? You sound it hateful. A, it is a movie. Honestly, like in if if I were to have the score reflect my ire towards these late stage capitalism mm-hmm. cinema movies, mm. it would be a two. Okay. Well, I mean, that's. I think that's your real score. I mean, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, like, they're back together again. See, this is the other thing. This movie is going to make a lot of money. And I'm like, they just came out with The Last Duel, which was a a hundred times better than this movie. And was, like, way more interesting. Uh, Had just as shitty haircuts. Um, And that (laughs) one failed miserably. That was uh, Ridley Scott? yeah, that was yeah. and had Ridley Scott that was making great. a like genuine new property, um, still kind of a, a retelling of like the Rashomon story, but it was actually interesting and and like you didn't like it. Oh, I loved the last duel. I I said several times just now. I said it's a great movie. Yeah, I love that movie, and it has a kick-ass duel at the end. Yeah, like it's a super interesting story told from different perspectives, and then has like one of the most kick-ass duels ever on film. And the American audience said no, and they're gonna go eat up this shit about fucking Air Jordans. I hate it. Wow, Jimmy, Christmas! I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen you hate a movie this much, ever. I hate the idea of this movie. The movie's good. I like the movie. But I hate this movie. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. I'm, to be honest with you, you know, I don't know. Did you ever, uh, your dad was a pretty quiet guy, but uh, did you ever walk into the house and hear just yelling in the other room and then just be like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to make myself scarce. <laughs> Oh, if that's man. how I feel with you, right? I feel like if I move I wrong, you're going to be like, the fuck are you doing here? I'm like, <laughs> Daddy's angry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. That's a whole nother. We should talk about that on the after pod. What's Just that? Like my dad's anger. It's a pretty interesting topic. Oh. Um, Sounds like a title of a book. My dad's my anger. dad's anger. <laughs> that is a great title for a book. My dad's anger. Actually, that's the title of pretty much every book. That's the low-key <laughs> title of pretty much every book ever, ever made, ever written. <laughs> every memoir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't. I don't know what to talk about this movie anymore. It's just feel like you're going to harpoon me. Um, no, no. Go, go on to the next topic. It's fine. I'll, I'll be nice. I'll be nice. <laughs> So Matt Damon sees a Matt Damon is this talent. He's his, fuck this movie. See, I don't trust anything that this movie says at all. Like this, so like you, you're gonna say the. <laughs> The entire, like, whenever it shows the the turning point and the mm-hmm. conception of, like, I've cracked the code, you know, it shows Matt Damon seeing this 
tennis commercial where the player is advertising the racket that was custom made for him and that he uses it straight off the factory and you can too and he's like we can do that with a shoe and it's this like it's a very hollywood epiphany moment and each one of those that comes up with like i'm just not I just see through it. I'm like, that's just not how that happened. I don't know why you wouldn't believe that. That is not a feather in the cap of Nike at all. It's literally saying one of our Nike execs, a talent scout, literally just copied a brilliant ad campaign from another company. I'm not saying it's like trying to glorify. I'm saying like it's a, a storytelling device. Uh, applied to coming up with a product, you know? And it's like, yeah, that that is how you come up with new ideas. You, like, look at what is happening elsewhere and apply different things. But, like, the the, uh, storytelling moment where it's like, and then he cracked the code. It's like, in reality, it's probably they're sitting in a business meeting in a bunch of office chairs and they're like, Hey, um, well, what if we, uh, what if we really just like attached it to, to the player? Like this, this other guys are kind of doing that. And then the other guys are like, Hmm. hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting idea. Bruh. And they wrote it on a, on a chalkboard and they're like, Bryce, well, that's are I you do. angry that something in the movie might not have actually happened? It's just it, old man no, yells at cloud. <laughs> that's not that's not what I'm saying. It's the whole process of using these tropes mm-hmm. to dramatize, dra- dramatize, yes, dra- dramatize, that, right? Like they laughing at to dramatize the business decisions and strategic marketing choices of. A new product is like it's a uh, movie it has to do i know that. it has to do it because it's a movie why are we making a movie about this fucking shoe oh hey ho i call it uh squirrel uh, old man yells at cloud <laughs> um uh, this movie you know actually i have something that won't make you mad at all this movie brings up uh, through Marlon Wayans tells a story about how th- this movie parallels the Air Jordan line right next to th- Martin Luther King's Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. <laughs> it's like, you know, we had a it was part of the Air Jordan. It was part of it. His, I have we just kind of. Well, that's the thing the like everything in this movie like is not inspirational or like uh or yeah it's not inspirational or um life affirming or like there's no actual story about greatness because who the fuck cares about a good shoe like but Man, what it does i gotta do, tell you i gotta tell you i abso abso absolutely care about a good shoe I spend a lot of time on my feet now, and all right. Well, let me finish my my thought. Oh, what I'm... it does do in spades is latches on to greatness. 
It's like, you know what's inspirational? Michael Jordan's NBA career. Um, you know what's inspirational? Like Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Let's not make a movie about that, but let's latch on to the concept of these other great things to tell the story about a marketing campaign. <laughs> right, but it doesn't even disguise that, you know? It's not even like it's not even like ashamed of that. It's like, no, this no, the story of Air Jordans is literally the story of a down and out company trying to ride talent's coattails to greatness. That's that's I literally just just that's the movie. That's that's what the movie says the movie is. You know, it's like Matt Damon's like, "Listen, he gives this great speech where he's like, "Listen, you're fucking uh, fabulous and uh, you know, and like we're just shit, you know? Every oh, compared to you, basically everybody's kind of shit, you know?" Right. And so that is all that we is funny. really wanted. Is. Hang on. All we really want to do is just like put take some of our high quality Nike Velcro, put it on you and then, <laughs> you know, Velcro onto you as you leap through the air into the stratosphere of right. the most being the most important athlete of all time. And that's that, the movie saying that <laughs> I know that's the most <laughs> inspirational and dramatic moment of the movie is like. No one is going to care about any of this stuff, but if we latch on to your <clears throat> coattails <laughs> like this, as you leap into legend status, like that would be great. That's a like, badass. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so kids, you don't need stories about being great or or becoming transcendent and, and a legend That's yourself. been done, Bryce. We have a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? Everyone understands the hero story is played out, and you're not going to be the hero. What you can do is be one of the villagers <laughs> <laughs> that follows Hercules around. Is like, hmm, maybe... Embrace. Embrace mediocrity. You already have. Just admit it. Yeah. Just be... You know, anyways. Trying okay. is the first step towards failure, and everybody <laughs> knows they're all going to laugh at you. Uh, um, yeah, so, wow. Oh, well, we've covered a lot, I got to say. Um, <laughs> Jason Bateman's in this, too. He's uh, uh -huh. kind of an angry kind of guy, but also not. Like, um, his arc is the one that makes you kind of, you know, it makes you feel things a little bit because he's... He is not a. Uh, he's no longer in his child's life. He got a divorce. His wife. Yeah, took his, his arc that consists of one singular scene where he says, "Like, this is what's happening to me." And you are jeopardizing my ability to give my kid Nikes and maintain relevance with my kid in the only way that I know how. This is all people just trying to maintain relevance. Uh huh. Yeah, boy, it's kind of like the '80s. You know, it's like wow. A weird time um yeah no he uh everybody at nike kind of feels like matt damon's making a matt damon's making a bad decision uh because he he wants to bet the entirety of nike's basketball um <clears throat> funds uh mm -hmm. for this year on just one guy instead of spreading it out over you know three or four guys 
uh, in the NBA, sponsoring a couple of different guys. And, uh, and his idea is, hey, you know, instead of putting Michael Jordan in a pair of Nike basketball shoes, we make a custom pair of shoes that embody the person that is Michael Jordan and give him his own line. And the way we have to do that is, well, first I'm going to try, you know, talking to his agent who is an acquaintance from, you know, childhood or something like that. Uh, but that guy is a real jerk. And, uh, and so we're not making any inroads by talking to Michael Jordan's agent. Uh, so instead what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to circumvent his agent and Draw, take a flight to North Carolina, drive to his parents' house, shake their hand because they're really the ones making the decisions. No 18-year-old kid is going to be like making these massive decisions. And that's a good thing because Mama Jordan is uh, – she's sharp. And uh, and so he, you know, he heads over there to, uh, to North Carolina, sees Mama Jordan, and <clears throat> she – absolutely her character absolutely knows what she's got in you know her kid uh which is you know a kid who's going to change the world through incredible talent um god-given talent and uh and uh and so you know she's like you know he 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 basically pitches to her look i I, uh, there's other, there's cooler you know adidas is cool and jordan likes adidas obviously but you know, it's it's run, like there was a death in that family. It's they're Germans. You never know when the Germans are going to go off the rails. It's <laughs> it's a big power struggle over there. If if Converse is going to come at you, they're going to give you some weird fucking speech that they give everybody else, and they're going to put you put him under Larry Bird and Michael or and uh, Magic uh, Johnson. So he's not going to be anybody over there at Converse. But we're over here at Nike. We're going to build a whole. We're going to build a brand off of him. Like he is going mm-hmm. to be he is going to be revered in the Hall of Gods at Nike. And so <clears throat> that's basically the story. Is, yeah. you know, and then, you know, she And it is, I mean in retrospect, like that is literally what Nike does now. Mm-hmm. Like that's and that in terms of business um was maybe not revolutionary, but like going all in on tying the brand with the athlete um, as opposed to being kind of just like a sponsor or having a spokesperson right? for the product. Like everything else before was all about being a spokesperson and being able to use the people's images on advertisements, you know, and say like, hey, they've, they uh, vouch for us because we give them millions of dollars. This is Nike. What Nike does is literally like Michael Jordan is Nike. Nike is Michael Jordan. Like Tiger Woods is Nike. Right. Nike is Tiger Woods. And like for every sport, they have that. They go all in and like associate a product line with a personality. And it's like it's it just become the brands intermingle to where like the person is the brand and the brand is the person and that's like kind of the story that's the other thing like <laughs> what really this movie is is a case study like i mean yeah i ha- i have an mba like g- when i was m, m- 
for mother, like Mother's Day. Happy Mother's uh, Day. Uh, M-B-A. And in my M-B-A classes, like, that's what almost all of them dealt with, was like, you'd get a Harvard Business Review case study, and it would just basically be a story like this. Mm-hmm. This business is struggling. Uh, it has this much market share. Here is the scenario. What would you suggest they do? You know, and that's like the homework assignment. And this is literally just a case study for Nike uh, basketball right. shoe lines. Yeah. You know, yeah. The final <laughs> in all those MBA classes. So maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Like I'm just getting flashbacks of my MBA classes. <laughs> that this movie is just like. Anyways, uh, the the fu- so what so what Bryce isn't telling you about these MBA classes is in the final for all of them, it's 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 just one question and it's like how often do you mention that you get an M- MBA and it's like <laughs> and it's a multiple choice and it's like never sometimes often all the time and <laughs> that's the whole final and you just uh-huh. got to choose right 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 right. Yes. <laughs> Uh yeah no he Bryce is more important than me for sure <laughs> and I I hear about it a lot I know I'm bad at being a businessman <laughs> uh, uh speaking of businessmen Phil Knight in this is is oh so wacky and uh delightfully out of touch and this uh kind of it's, it's it's a strange energy that Affleck brings uh as Phil Knight because it's it feels confused a little bit he's not he's a little bit of a zen buddhist but he's also like a billionaire in 1984 <laughs> right you know like before that really was a thing and uh so it's it's a weird thing that Phil Knight uh, or Suge Knight or Phil Spector is in in this movie. It's a pretty good representation of a CEO, to be honest. Like, you think? Yeah, because he that that part was like interesting, in, in that like uh, Matt Damon's character would would push back on Phil Knight and say like, "Hey, this is an entrepreneurial like this is a big risk. Like you remember when you used to do that, selling shoes out of your." out of the back of your car like anyone that is the founder of a billion dollar company that is still ceo like they know how to take risks and like are are like um creative thinkers and now he's like but he's built it up to a point where it's a public company yeah and it's a different thing because he's beholden to shareholders and a board and so, like, when you're a billion-dollar company, like, it's not responsible to waste money, you know, because you're wasting other people's money at this point. Um, and just the perspective of him, like, it's not important to Nike to spend lots of money on the basketball division because they're losing money and they're not doing good and we're probably going to cut them. And... And then also being out of touch in the way that like he don't he no longer has to worry about the day to day stresses of the company. He yeah. has a successful company that's gonna keep spinning out money and getting him millions of dollars. Like 
so he has the time to be like be zen and you know explore like yeah. these oh yeah uh, does the dalai lama have a grape grape colored porsche <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah 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 the it, it is an interesting it is an interesting little character study kind of thing going on uh, with with uh, suge knight and um and i i don't know i mean it's interesting that they were allowed that level because you know this is owned this is a corporate owned movie you know it's some something about this feel <laughs> yeah i don't i know it's crazy but um no you know that like he had to sign off on this probably a little bit but i imagine it it did come down to something like what you said earlier which is like Mention that I've given away two billion dollars. Thank you. Uh, and then he just kind of like walked away. Although I kind of doubt that, you know, knowing the cult of personality that uh, he probably is. Um, please don't at us, Phil Knight. We're tired of you getting in our comments. We're just tired of it. Anyway. <clears throat> so, yeah, as it turns out, um, you know, it's all kind of a foregone conclusion because we know Nike o- does OK. Um, the end of the movie. Air Jordans uh, became a thing. It uh, you know, and then and then it does the incredibly um, obvious thing at the end of the movie, which is show you words to tell you everything turned out okay for Nike. <laughs> this guy, this guy is now a billionaire. This guy's a billionaire. This guy's also a billionaire. This guy gives some billions of money to you know this and that. And uh, and now we have shoes uh, that are, mm-hmm. you know, we've created a, a market within a market. You can't even just go to the fucking store and buy Air Jordans anymore. You have to go through like four fences of <laughs> of Air Jordan, like backstreet dealers who like cut it with fentanyl uh, in order to <laughs> just put a fucking shoe on your feet, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've seen, like, clips and stuff of, like, you know, these marketplaces for shoes or people talk, or, like, you know, the that episode on on Atlanta about yeah. getting the, <laughs> the, the Nike one. ones or whatever. Yeah. Like, that, just, I look at that, I'm like, you can still just go to a shoe store and buy shoes, right? Mm-mm. No. Like, Not these shoes. Uh... It's marketing. Marketing. It's just like the same thing as I, I view that as as a um, insane as people that like buy NFTs. Like it's just they're literally. I mean, there's nothing different about them other than the branding. It's like you can just buy the same shoe that looks a little different for you know fifty dollars, but it's not a Jordan. Yeah, it's it's wild. It is wild. Yeah. It's it's <clears throat> it is crazy. There's a uh, there's a the most recent season of Love is Blind. Um, I don't know if you've uh, partaken, but it's pr- it's pretty great. Netflix is able to create these really heinous like I can't, uh, I can't stand any of these romance reality shows. They're just like, let's watch people fuck, dude. It, it, it's so it's so debauched. Uh, like Love is Blind is actually pretty light. Like the ultimatum is like, holy God. But uh, no, Love is Blind <laughs> um, is has a has a fella on the re- most recent season who works for Nike. Um, mm. It's it's a season based out of Portland and Seattle. Um, 
and uh, yeah, he's got this wall of shoes. You know, I mean, uh-huh. I, I, I act like it's impressive, but like every third guy now has this fucking wall of shoes. <laughs> you want to know what my shoe buying habits are? Yes. Like, let's contrast it with probably the people that care about this movie. I buy the same shoe every year. And at this point, same. I don't even bother with like formal or casual shoes. I literally just have one pair of shoes uh-huh. and I buy the same one. And it it changes sometimes and most of the time for the worse, but I don't care. I know enough about this shoe that I'm just going to keep buying it. And it's the... Uh, yeah, what is it? Oh. Merrill? It's a Merrill uh-huh. Moab uh-huh. shoe. Gotcha. Yeah, I buy, I do the same thing. I buy a Brooks Adrenaline GTS and then whatever the year is, yeah. you know. So. I get, I, yeah, I get the Merrill Moab 13 wide. Yeah, I get the the Brooks Adrenaline, uh, it's probably like a 10, 9 or a 10, yeah. something like that. Uh, wide, yeah, obviously yeah. wide because I'm, I'm a big boy. <laughs> Final recommendations. Who would like this movie, Bryce? Um, hey, you know what? Before before we get in, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but you made some interesting points that I just need. This thing where they, we brand things, right? Okay, why isn't there like a fucking Kim Kardashian infinity, you know, car? You know what? Why are we stopping at shoe lines, clothing lines? Why aren't we doing this with cars, things that could really get people to, you know, like, Kim Kardashian should be on something. I mean, there's there's branding with cars. There's like the Eddie Bauer. There's yes. Eddie Bauer. There's like the King Ranch stuff. There's mostly with the cars, though. It's like they're associating either with like another luxury brand for like the interior, or they're associating with like a performance automaker, you know, mm-hmm. or a racer. Like, I don't think. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it would be an interesting marketing tactic to be like, this is the Kanye Kia, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've become I've become obsessed with Kanye in yeah. recent uh, months. It's he's del- he's. I mean, this is I mean, not bipolar a- people are entertaining. There's no doubt about it. He's you, just- if you latch on to any bipolar personality. Um, it's going to be an interesting watch. Hmm. Well, it is. I'm telling you. Um, uh, anywho. Okay. I'm sorry. I interrupted your final recommendations. Yeah. Final recommendations. If you're an MBA student, MBA student, and you just can't get enough of case studies, like watch this movie. If you're a person that, um, has ever used the, the words sneaker drop, you'll like this movie. Um, and if you just love to support movies about products that are popular, um, you're going to love it. If you like that show on Netflix, movies that made us (laughs) very similar, very, very similar. Um, yeah, I think, no, I think it's, I think it's light and breezy and pretty easy 
and uh, it's got a it's got a good soundtrack. Um, you know, it's got Matt Damon, so you know, I don't know. Give it a shot, um, boy. Yeah, it, this has been one of the most interesting uh, cases of. Um, this is this will be we'll make a case study out of this episode. Right. Okay. Well, in any event, now we have a new game. It's pr- it's pretty cool. It's what's up? what's up? That's right. It's hang time. Okay, so hang time is an interesting game. Um, this is a game where I am going to test. All right, your you know big MBA brain uh, on which on on a little bit of basketball trivia. Basketball related movie. So here we go. Are you ready, Bryce? How much I'm do you know? Ready. How much do you know about basketball? Uh, almost zero. Okay. Number one. Which? Team... Oh, by the way, sorry. Before we get into it, no, did yeah. you catch the part that? Uh, I mean, we're both native to Portland. Did you catch the part that Portland Trailblazers passed on Michael Jordan? Oh yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, that, I remember and the guy that they picked. Like, just was broken by the next year. Son of a bitch. Yeah, no. You'll never, you won't, there are a lot of salt and passion around the Blazers that I don't understand or care about. Um, They went against the Bulls at some point, and then, and I, and I remember being a child watching that, and my my dad being like, we could have had that guy, Michael Jordan, but we got, like, Denzel Curry. Oh, wait, no, that's a rapper. We got, um... (laughs) We got Suge Knight instead. Bowie or something. Yeah, like it's I mean Blazers like if you're one of the I've I have a friend that's a super sports fan and I watch from a distance of like oh, he is miserable all the time because of the Blazers because they they're like good enough to always get in the playoffs. Hell yeah. But never win. Hell yeah. <laughs> like they'll 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 get in the first or second round and then not win. And then, like, the next year they'll be like, we got all these great players. We've cracked the code now. And they'll get in the playoffs and then, like, the key person will break their leg or something. Anyways, Anyways, let's go on to the game. Okay, number one, hang time, NBA trivia. Here we go, Bryce. Which team won the very first NBA championship in 1960? Um... Play along at home. See if you can do better than Bryce. 1960. Um, that would be the... Uh, sorry, I'm trying to come up with a funny answer. Uh, Celtics. No, it's, it's the Lakers. The L.A. Oh. Lakers. I don't know if they were in L.A. at the time, but the Lakers beat the Miami Heat uh, 116. Uh-oh, where'd that... Uh... Here it goes. 116 to 98. Yeah. Mm. Number two, how many personal fouls does it take to get ejected from an NBA basketball game? Three? (laughs) No, it's six. It takes six Six. personal fouls. They're the most common type of foul in basketball and constitute illegal physical contact with a member of the opposing team. Mm. Um. Number three, uh, name one of the two original NBA teams to have never moved location. You only need to name the city. Well, L.A. Lakers, I suppose. 
No. No. Wait. <laughs> that that wouldn't that wouldn't be one because there's no lakes in L.A. Um, <laughs> let me think. Let me give me a chance. Okay. Feel like Boston Celtics would make sense. <laughs> what is happening right now? Yes. Um, yeah, you did it. That's good job. You got up. Was that both of them? It was L.A. and Boston? You only need to name one. Oh, okay. Uh, let me let me think if I can get the other one. Um, I can't believe you did that. Uh, you're on you're, Detroit Pistons. Wow, what the fuck? I just, no, that's not it. I just can't believe you're able to name another NBA team. Um, <laughs> uh, to me, like I'd have been like, I don't fucking know. Um, no, it's the Boston Celtics and the New York Knicks. Only two teams that uh, are okay. still in their original place. Okay, this one, I this one, I actually, I think I would get this. How high is an NBA rim required to be? This is the rim of the hoop. That's where they shoot um, the ball into. Uh, yeah, look up. It's got to be up there somewhere. Ten feet? Yeah! Damn, what the fuck? You're 50-50. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about sports. I'm just thinking, like, if I raise my arm, I can't reach it. That's about two feet away. So that's probably six feet plus three feet. All right. Well, this one's going to fuck you up for sure. Uh, What did Larry Bird coach at the start of 1997 NBA season? What team? I'm sorry. What team did Larry Bird coach at the start of the 1997 NBA season? Um, Isn't it NBA team? NBA, not an MBA, an NBA. Uh, it's got to be a shitty team. Mm, it does. I don't know, like the Hornets? No, it's the Indiana Pacers. Nice try, dum-dum. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. What is Michael Jordan? This, I'm going to love, if anyone knows about sports, like it's going to be comical because I'm not even sure the teams I'm naming are NBA teams. I like, think it, it is. could be an NFL team. I have a lot or of like confidence. a baseball team. I'm like, I, I don't know. The White Sox. Um, what is Michael Jordan's middle name? Relevant to the movie. Prelevant even. Um, um, give you a hint. You want a is hint? Is it James? You're so close. What was it? It does start with a J. You want to try again? Uh, Michael. Because James is his dad's name, right? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I, I give up. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. Oh, this one I don't. This one I even I don't know. Who is the shortest player to? This is number question number seven. Who is the shortest player to win the slam dunk contest? Well, Spud Webb. Is it Spud Webb? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's happening? I mean, right if you were to say short NBA player, 
I'd say St- Spud Webb. Like he's the most famous short NBA player ever. Okay. Um, wow. What the what the fuck? I mean, we grew up in the same time. Uh, this is like just pop culture stuff. Okay. Know. This this has more to do with like me having friends that are obsessed with basketball versus okay. me actually knowing anything. Okay, here we go. What is Toronto's first basketball team? Now I'm getting a little offended and upset. So what is Toronto's first basketball team named? Um, I can tell you this team only lasted one year playing the 1946-1947 season before disbanding. 1946? Yeah. Wait, so how long is the NBA if the first play if the first championship was in the 60s? Championships didn't used to be a thing. In sports, they didn't used to have like a culminating thing. It was like, all right, season's done. Good game. <laughs> Go home now. Um, uh, Toronto uh, Canucks. I don't know. No, it's the Toronto Huskies. Thank you very much for playing. You did an amazingly good job, uh, but uh, but I'm afraid uh, you did lose. Um, but you know that was expected. You're an NBA player, not an <laughs> NBA player. <laughs> And um, there it is, everyone. That is our episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We really, truly appreciate you and all that you do. If you'd like to help us out, toss us a nice review. Um, share us with a friend. Hop onto our socials. Go into horrormovietalk.com. We've got a bunch of links over there. You can even um, check out our LinkedIn. Um, so, you know, make all that stuff happen. Uh, be good to yourself first and foremost and then be good to everyone around you and uh we love you very very much and And most of all consume consume shoes this is the consume products Mm -hmm. and celebrate your consumption celebrate your consumption with happiness bye guys i love you so much have a good week i don't know how to play us out do you know how to do that good day sir Good day, sir. You lose. You get nothing. Is that for me? It is. It is. It is. It is. Wow, that didn't sound good. Chompa Chompa.